Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. In part one of our episode today, Jonathan Kahn talks about his book, The Harbinger, and the nine things that caused Israel's destruction and how it parallels with what America is going through right now. And in part two of our podcast, Perry Stone talks about coming shortages that is about to bestow America and what we can do about it. So here now is Jonathan Kahn talking about the parallels between ancient Israel and what America is going through now. What is going on and what does the future hold? Are the shakings we've all gone through a sign, a warning? Is what happened in Afghanistan a prophetic warning that we've entered a most dangerous time? Is the American age coming to its end? Is America in danger? Are we heading to calamity, destruction, judgment? Is there an ancient mystery that lies behind it all from 9-11 to the Taliban, to uh, terrorism, to America's future? This is Jonathan Kahn. Stay tuned because we're going to open up that mystery that reveals it all. And At the end, I'll be making a special announcement. The first book I ever wrote was called The Harbinger. It revealed a prophetic mystery and warning to America of coming danger. In the last days of ancient Israel, nine harbingers, or prophetic warnings, of coming judgment appeared in that land. The harbinger reveals that those same nine prophetic signs have now reappeared on American soil. Some in New York City, some in Washington, D.C., some involving objects, ceremonies, national leaders, even presidents of the United States. When those nine harbingers appeared in ancient Israel, instead of returning to God, the nation responded with defiance and accelerated its fall and its war against his ways. The nation was given a time span, a span of years to come back, but it didn't. It went farther and farther away, and then came the calamity of which the nine harbingers warned, judgment and destruction. The nation was wiped off the face of the earth. What about America? Where is this all taking us? The mystery I wrote about in The Harbinger has not stopped. It's continued and is manifesting. And right now we're walking in the ominous footsteps of ancient Israel before its destruction. In 2019, I had a strong sense that the following year, 2020, would be one of great shaking. And it was because of that that I knew it was time to finally write the second part, the sequel, The Harbinger 2, to reveal the next stage of the mystery and to warn those who would hear Two months after I began writing it, the shakings began, starting with the plague, COVID-19, that came upon America and the world, and that was part of the mystery. What I'm about to now open up comes from those two books, and it goes beyond because it hasn't stopped moving forward even to this day. So there'll be things here I've never put into writing. The first of the nine harbingers 
is that of the breach. A great shaking comes on the nation that had once known God but had fallen away and turned against him. The shaking comes in the form of a strike on the land. The nation's hedge of protection is breached. An enemy strikes the nation and its buildings come crumbling down. It was the first warning strike, a harbinger of national judgment and destruction that would come years later to ancient Israel. The strike came to Israel in the year 732 BC. To America, it came in 2001 on September 11th. The second harbinger is the instrument through whom the shaking came. In the case of ancient Israel, the attack was engineered not only by the nation's enemies, but by terrorists, the terrorists of the ancient world, the Assyrians. The Assyrians were the inventors of terrorism, the world's first terrorists and the fathers, the father of all future terrorists. So too, 9-11 wasn't orchestrated just by America's enemies, but by terrorists. The ancient terrorists were Middle Eastern. The terrorists of 9-11 were also Middle Eastern, coming from the same land as the ancient terrorists. The ancient Assyrians carried out their attacks speaking the language of Akkadian. Akkadian is extinct now, but its sister language exists to this day. What language is it? Arabic. So 9-11 was carried out in the sister language of the ancient Assyrians. The strike of the enemy on ancient Israel was a warning, a wake-up call for the nation to come back to God. Then came the window of years to return to God, but it ignored the warning and instead of turning back became defiant, accelerated its apostasy. And finally, then came the judgment, total destruction. So the warning of the harbinger is that without repentance and revival, America will follow the same footsteps of ancient Israel and its fall from God will accelerate. What the harbinger foretold is coming to pass. We are following the mystery of Israel's last days. Since 9-11, America's fall from God has accelerated. So what lies ahead? What happened to ancient Israel? At first, it seemed as if the nation was coming back, resurging. After the attack, it vowed to undo the strike that traumatized it and come back stronger than before. So too, after 9-11, America vowed to undo the strike that had traumatized it. It struck back at the terrorist, and most dramatically, it invaded Afghanistan, the land from which 9-11 began. It drove out the Taliban that enabled the attack, and American leaders boasted of winning the war on terror. For ancient Israel, it appeared for years that the Assyrians who had struck the land were held at bay. But in 722 BC, it was all undone. The terrorists, the Assyrians, returned not to bring a strike to the land, but to destroy it. There's a chapter in the Harbinger called the Isaiah 10 or the Isaiah 9:10 effect, which says this: The nation's attempt to undo the judgment that fell on it, apart from returning to God, will be undone, reversed, and will backfire. It'll bring calamity. So the harbinger of America's judgment would be that the nation's victory against the terrorists of 9-11, its invasion of Afghanistan, its war against the Taliban and Al-Qaeda would be undone, would be reversed, would ultimately bring calamity. If that took place, it would be an ominous sign of coming judgment. So for years, I've watched to see if uh, America's victory against the terrorists in Afghanistan would be undone, if the Taliban would return, and with them, Al-Qaeda and the agents of terror. And now, as I record this, it has come to pass. The sign has appeared. As the harbinger said it would, the Taliban responsible for enabling 9-11 has now taken back Afghanistan as the American army has retreated in disaster and Americans have fled, according to the mystery, the warning of judgment. 
And now Afghanistan threatens to become a haven for terrorists and terrorism. But the sign is not only about the Taliban and Afghanistan. 9-11 began in Afghanistan, but was carried out by al-Qaeda. So could al-Qaeda be part of all this? The answer is yes. Despite what some leaders have said, al-Qaeda is right now in Afghanistan with the Taliban. In fact, al-Qaeda helped train and fight and orchestrate the Taliban's retaking of Afghanistan and America's defeat. They're back in the land. And as they did with 9-11, they are plotting destruction. And not only is al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, but a newer terror threat, ISIS. And the days are now more dangerous for America and the world than back then. Bordering Afghanistan is Pakistan with over 100 nuclear warheads. Bordering Afghanistan is also Iran, now on the verge of gaining nuclear military capability and not averse to supplying terrorists with nuclear weapons. And the gates are being opened not only for the Afghanistan uh, victims to find refuge, but also for the terrorists to enter the West and America. What will happen next to America? After the first warning strike came on ancient Israel, the nation began heading to disintegration and destruction. Well, since 9-11, America has been heading toward the same destruction, the same disintegration. And now the sign that brought judgment to ancient Israel, the return and victory of the terrorists, has now appeared. Afghanistan has been called the graveyard of empires. It was the Soviet Union's defeat and retreat from Afghanistan that began its collapse. Now America has retreated in defeat from Afghanistan. But I want to show you a biblical mystery. After the warning strike came on ancient Israel in the form of the enemy attack, a strike of terror, as we saw, instead of turning back to God, the nation turned away from him. Its fall accelerated. Well, that is exactly what we have witnessed, what we are witnessing right now in America. The mystery says that shakings will come upon the land. In the harbinger that I wrote several years ago, I wrote as to how they would come upon America. I said they would come through division in America, through disorder, as in civil disorder, through economic disintegration, through military defeat, through man-made and natural calamities, through the breakdown of infrastructure, through decline and fall. It's happening. But I also wrote back then of the time period. In the case of ancient Jerusalem, the warning strike came in 605 B.C., but the greater shakings began in 586 B.C. That's 19 years, a 19-year period. When did 9-11 come? In 2001. So what is the 19th year? And would it be a year of shakings, great shakings coming on the land? The 19th year is 2020. So 2020 was the year when the greater shakings began. One of the shakings that the prophet Jeremiah foretold that would come upon the land in the 19th year was that of a plague or a pestilence or a disease, an epidemic, a pandemic. The plague has come and it came in 19 years after the strike. It's even even has 19 in its name, COVID-19. Now I open this up in the Harbinger too, but there's more. In ancient Israel, 19 years after the enemy strike, everything begins to be undone, reversed. 19 years after 9-11, the year 2020. But if we get more precise, what happens? What happens if we get more exact? 19 years exactly from the strike brings us to September 11th, 2020. When did the loss of Afghanistan, the undoing of America's war against terrorism, the return of the terrorists, when did it begin? 
It began when the American Secretary of State arrived in Qatar to begin talks with the Taliban to allow for their return. What just happened? To Afghanistan and the departure of American troops. It all began that day. What day was it? It was September 11th, 2020. 19 years to the exact day, the exact biblical marker linked to judgment. The next day, September 12th, the beginning of this new period, marked the first day since that milestone, and it was the beginning of the talks that would lead to this calamity, the undoing of America's resurgence and the return of the terrorists. And when was it that President Biden vowed to complete the retreat of America from Afghanistan? He gave his deadline as September 11th, the end of the time period that marked the 19 years. When you see this happen, you're witnessing a harbinger of coming calamity, a coming judgment that threatens to be much greater than the first. Is there any hope for America? The only hope America has is revival. Without revival, America is lost, gone. So we must pray for revival as never before. And not just pray, but choose revival, to live in revival. And revival begins with repentance. Whatever has to change in our lives, we have to begin that change now. And we have to become even stronger than ever to stand for God and his ways, against the darkness and for the light. We must stand as watchmen, sounding the warning and proclaiming the gospel of salvation to everyone who will hear. There will be more in the days ahead. Now the announcement. I've only made such videos like these at certain times spaced far apart, but we are now living in critical, dangerous, prophetic times. And I've been asked to share more, to prepare, to warn, to strengthen, to shed light, to give revelation, and to encourage God's people. So in future days, I'll be seeking to do that. Maybe even sharing a word each day for you. If you don't want to miss that when it happens, make sure to press subscribe and check out the links at the end of this video. This is Jonathan Kahn. Until next time, be strong in the Lord, and he will be strong for you. Shalom. We'll be right back after this. Hello again. This is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's the Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. We continue now with part two with Perry Stone talking about the current and coming shortages. You know, there's a number of people that have asked me about the shortages that there is evidently, and it, I say evidently, I'm hearing reports of people even here in town, various shortages. Uh, before I get started, thank you for, uh, for joining, but I do need you to subscribe to the channel because it helps us to keep our videos out there before the people. Um, let me just mention this, that in our own community here in the restaurants, one of my dear friends who stays in touch with a lot of the restaurant owners are saying that first of all, they're having difficulty getting people to show up to work 
Some of them are cutting back on their hours. And at other times, there are basic products that come from factories, chicken wings, for example, that they're having difficulty getting. And they're having to change their entire menus. They're having to say, we don't have this and this and this. They're coming up with just what we call very short menus. So it's affecting the food industry already in a town, uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, which is a town that has a lot of conferences. So we need as many restaurants open for the church folks coming in as possible. We're seeing that take place. But I was just reading this, and I want to share this with you, that the belief is that during the pandemic, factories shut down. And when the factories shut down, it put them behind three, six months. And in some instances, because some of the metal had to be cut and some of the things had to be brought in from China, it's put things back a year. Now, Charlie is behind our camera. He's our television producer. We purchased equipment. Was it a year ago or a year ago? We still don't have. Now, imagine this. Is it coming from California, Charlie? A lot of it different places, but California is waiting for the chip makers from China, which have not sent the material in, to make the material that we need or the or the boards that we need for our television. And we have equipment that's 15 years old that we're having to rig together to keep from breaking down to keep the program coming to you. And so uh, we're dealing with this right now, so we know that there is delays, extreme delays in so many things. Factories being shutting down in China and also in the world and the United States have caused a lot of this. I was reading where pool liners, chlorine tablets, are short, a shortage. They, they can't build some of the pools that they planned on building, pool builders. Chips for trucks, they can't get them in. Used cars are, are very pricey. They're, they're thousands of dollars more than they normally should be because there's a shortage of those. New cars are not getting in because of chips that are needed, for example, in trucks and things of this nature. There's a shortage of drywall. There's a shortage of building supplies. Uh, go, go, people are not selling their gold and silver. I have some friends that are in the coin industry, excuse me, the coin industry, and they said, we can't get anything. People are holding on to everything they have. Um, you have to have certain metals for catalytic converters. They can't get that in. There's a shortage of that. Therefore, they can't get the catalytic converters on the new vehicles. I mean, it is an absolute mess. There's a shortage of chicken wings. There's a shortage of pepperoni, and the list goes on. And some of uh, our friends were at the house the other day, and we were asking about, in, your, in the places that you grocery shop, are you finding shortages? And they said, oh, absolutely. Uh, you may go in, and there'll be things that they do not have. And I don't want to go into what I have been told here about the, uh, the food supply chain and de delays in the food supply things, etc. cetera. Uh, someone said there's about 10 million jobs available. People aren't taking them. Nobody's going to, not, not won't say no one, but a lot of people are not going back to work. There are port closures, which brings delays. Ports are backlog. Shipping container shortages, where there's things waiting at a port for a container. Containers are going up just to rent them for on ships, like 20 to 30% more than normal. There's a truck driver shortage, according to Costco, delivering products to Costco. In the West, there's a drought where seven states are, well, 49% of America, let's say it that way, has been in some form of either uh, very mild or very extreme drought of some type. In California, one almond farmer that supplied for uh, some of the almond companies uh, pulled up all of his almond trees because of the drought. Uh, set 90% of seven, uh, 90% of um, states that are in the western part of the United States are in a severe drought. 90% of the land where farming is done. I want you to think about that. And what that creates is a very, 
true reality of food supply shortages in the United States. And if people go into a panic, which they did here during COVID in Cleveland, Tennessee, the shelves were empty. They bring a truck in. The shelves would be empty within an hour. They bring two trucks in. The shelves would be empty. And so this is turning into a serious uh, situation because the short shortages are making the prices go up much higher. I went to the store the other day. I told my wife I went to uh, CVC Pharmacy. Is that the name of it? CVS CVS Pharmacy, and. Uh, purchased some basic things, toothbrush, shaving cream, and I could not believe what it cost. I was like stunned. It was like 30% more than it had been in the past. And so um, I've also been told that the arsenals in the United States have emptied their bunk bunkers. A lot of times, they I don't want to get into this, but they will leave weapons on in a battlefield because they're inventing new weapons. So those are going to be outdated anyway, but they'll leave that on a battlefield, not bringing it back because there's nowhere to store it. And one of the reasons is the arsenals are buying up the food because they say this is where the next war is going to be over food. And um, we may we may deal with that on a later uh, teaching on our YouTube channel. So um, I, I don't know what to tell people because people often call us or email us and say, Perry, what do you feel would be wise? Well, the wise thing to do would be to have extra food supplies. And I'm not talking about hoarding and buying a warehouse and you know, hoarding food so people don't, other people don't have it. But I'm talking about your basic supplies of sitting down with your family, finding what they need, and getting what we call some long-term food that would uh, store so that if we get into the winter months and there is severe weather and the power lines are down and there's shortages of truck deliveries, you don't get caught in a panic. And so I would just su suggest to people to have a cupboard somewhere in the home where they could, so they could uh, uh, you know, purchase some food and purchase it while it is... The prices are where they are now, maybe instead of going up. And, I, and my wife and I have a little cupboard that w where we do that uh, with my mother who passed away, had a cupboard where she did that with my brothers and sisters do the same thing. Most people we know have an additional supply, but I think it would be a wise thing to do, especially with winter coming, with uh, the situations the way they are. Because the Bible, this verse always comes back to me when I think about times like this, that a prudent man foresees evil coming and prepares. And the ant, knowing winter is coming, stores up and it says, go to the ant and study its ways. Well, the ant sees what's coming and makes preparations accordingly. And I want to suggest to you, do not make preparations out of fear. Make preparations with basic necessities uh, just because it is a wise thing to do. Never operate in fear because the Bible says God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. But I do suggest if there's things that there could be a shortage of, and you can go to the internet and look at these supply chain uh, uh, details, and it will tell you where shortages could come, to go ahead and have that prepared and set aside. And, you know, continue to go to the store and purchase, but have that set aside in case there is some kind of a, uh, a month or two or three month supply chain uh, shortage that could take place. Uh, I've never seen things happening the way they're happening. I've never seen the the uh, the the attack on freedom the way that it's attacked, either, whether it's religious freedom or just freedom, you know, uh, your own personal freedom. Uh, but those of you who are true believers, patriots, and conservative uh, people, that's mostly who our followers are, you've got to stand up, speak up, and we've got to stick together like, we've got to stick together like glue. We've got to stick together like an Italian family, if you know what I'm saying because we're gonna really need each other in the days ahead, especially with what's happening. Now, there are some things that I will be sharing with you that will be more on my website later than on the social media because of the sensitivity of the material
material that I'm going to share. And also in the very near future, we have some new resources coming out that I'm going to put some things on the resource that uh, I cannot say. And you know why I can't say it. You know the reasons why I'm limited with what I can say. I say as much as I can, but I want to keep you informed to the best of my ability. Now subscribe to our channel right here. Click the bell and the button. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us on our new video channel called Encounters from Beyond the Veil. It's the same exciting content as our audio podcast, but in a shorter, but yet a video format. Also, please subscribe so you won't miss any of our episodes. That's Encounters from Beyond the Veil, exclusively found on YouTube. Well, thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Also, give us a like. We welcome any comments or suggestions you might have. We also ask you to subscribe so that you will be notified of all our future episodes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast.